In the name of the true and living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. In this morning's first reading from St. Paul's letter to the church in Rome, he makes it clear that love is the meaning of it all. He writes, the one who loves has fulfilled the law. Now in this short phrase taken from chapter 13, Paul sums up the first five chapters of his letter to the church in Rome. In those first five chapters, I'll give you the condensed version. Paul is laying out how Christ's self-offering, his self-offering even to the point of death on a cross, expresses God's love for us. Christ's self-offering fulfills all of the law and fully discloses God's desire to set us free, free to walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us. For Paul, the story of Jesus's self-offering in his life, in his ministry, and in his death is not simply an inspiring tale of a hero, for Paul, Jesus is not just an inspirational character who brings out our better angels. For Paul, the story of Jesus's outpoured love in his life and in his death is about the heart of God. And the resurrection, the event that our life of faith is founded upon, really the only reason we gather to celebrate this morning, the resurrection is the decisive victory of God's love. Jesus's way of self-offering. This Jewish man from a small town in Palestine is God's eternal action of self-giving love played out in human flesh. And his love is the meaning of heaven and earth. That's what St. Paul means. That's the first five chapters of Romans. So St. Paul would agree with the Beatles. Love is all you need. But that's a big claim about truth and about the meaning of the world and the point of our lives. And its claim is one that runs counter to all kinds of things that our culture tells us that we should be about success, wealth, power, influence, to name just a few. We have various stories on offer that make some people more important than others, some countries more important than others. Some people deserve more opportunity and more material resource than other people. I'm thinking about stories that legitimate unjust power and then either claiming it as our own i like that story i'll take some of that cozying up to it i'm not going to claim it publicly but i'm going to cozy up to it or silently go along with these stories that legitimate unjust power because i might stand to benefit from it and the various stories that create a class of the unjustly powerful 
makes sense of a lot of our world's history, I think. A history that has perpetually justified racism, systemically, sexism, elitism, and just about all the isms. Systems of unjust power, which necessarily count some people as less than, and then capitulating to these systems for the sake of potential gain, seems to lay at the center of much of the mess that we've made in history, to say nothing of the history that will be written about our own day. It is in the midst of this history that Jesus calls us to a different way of being in the world. Paul says we have to put on Christ, put on the armor of light, put on and claim the way of self-offering love. And thankfully, the risen Christ is mercifully aware that we as his friends, as those who seek to follow him and make his way of love our own, that we'll always be a community that stands in need of forgiveness. Most of the time, we mean well. Sometimes we don't. Either way, we habitually err and stray like lost sheep and we chase after all kinds of things that run counter to the story of love. Love is all you need. We run after all kinds of things that point us in different directions. Some of that willfully, some of it because we're just caught up in cobwebs. Peter, the rock, who we heard about a couple of weeks ago, Peter, the rock, denies Jesus in his way of love when it matters the most. And so did the others. But Jesus, all merciful and compassionate, offers Peter a way back in. He offers him a fresh start. And just as much as he offered his first followers, so he offers us his forgiveness as he stretches out his pierced hands and welcomes us back into his ways. His hands bear the wounds of all that rebels against his way of love. His hands bear the wounds of all the systems of unjust power. But those same hands are able to reach out to us through the resurrection power of God. And each time that we gather together as a church and stretch out our hands to him, we come back to a story that we hope to bend our wills to follow. A story of love that we seek to make credible with our lives. As the church and as individual Christians, we try, we fail, we repent. And by the mercy, grace, and power of Jesus Christ, we do make some strides from time to time. We grow. We learn to put our trust more fully in him. And when we do, we discover true life, perfect freedom. We find happiness and true joy. We also find courage to stand against the forces that seek to destroy the creatures of God. And we know more clearly than we know anything else that his love 
His love is all we need. In the church's early baptismal rites, a baptismal candidate would strip of their clothes and be bodily immersed into the baptismal waters, into the waters representing the new way of life that Jesus makes possible. And coming out of the water, the baptized would be clothed with a fresh white garment. They put on Christ and promise to follow him and obey him as their Lord. And just like us, those early disciples of Jesus knew that they would sometimes fall short. Sometimes they would collude with oppressive forces. And not if, but when we do, we promise to return to the story of our salvation and our joy, the story of outstretched love. We come back to it. We let it have its way with us more and more. And the good news that we gather around Sunday by Sunday and day by day, the good news of God's extravagant mercy and grace makes it abundantly clear that love is all we need to find our way and to follow God's will for us. It's as simple as that. But it's not easy. As Brenda reminded us a couple of weeks ago in her newsletter, and I'm just shamelessly going to quote it here, if the gospel doesn't make us nervous, if it does not unsettle us, we're probably not hearing the gospel of Jesus. The gospel is deeply challenging. Jesus calls us to love our enemies, to remember that when we serve or, or ignore those in need, we're actually serving or ignoring him, that we must lose our life in order to find true life. It calls us always to be in the world, but not of it. So refuse to blindly accept the world's norms. Friends, love is all we need. And it is only his crucified and risen love that can give us the strength and the courage to stand up to systems of unjust power, to divest ourselves of them, and to seek to dismantle their oppression. It is only his love that can give us the healing and forgiveness and fresh start that we all stand in need of. His love is all we need to discover real life. So this morning, let us draw near and Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on the armor of light. God's love made flesh and poured out for us. He is all we need. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.